So I'm uh, I'm at this restaurant having a steak because I haven't had a nice steak for a while. Haven't been really able to grill my own outside. I've I've pan seared a couple over the summer, but anyway, I felt like a steak. Yeah, and uh, just just get my food, get my my baked potato, which I shouldn't be eating because you know I'm diabetic. But whatever, I'm splurging, right? So uh, anyway, so so I go to to Great Falls, which is like sixty miles from from where I'm at. And they have this this uh, drive-in place called Ford's Drive-In where they have, like, greasy burgers and fries that everybody always talks about. And I've never eaten there. So Facebook said they were open. So I went there, but they weren't open. So I decided I wanted to have a nice steak because I haven't had a, a real nice steak for a while. I haven't been able to grill my own this year living in an apartment. Um, so I just thought, yeah, steak sounds good. So go to this pretty decent steak yeah. place there in town and uh, order a, a ribeye, medium rare, 20 ounce, with a baked potato. Of course, you get salad bar, which is nice. And uh, the steak comes. I get my baked potato all ready, which I shouldn't be eating because, you know, I'm diabetic. But whatever. I'm splurging. It's a, it's a, it's a good night. And... Uh, I take a couple small bites out of my steak and I look up and I just happen to see this woman take a drink of water. And then I like see the water running out of her mouth and I'm like looking at her. And I just asked verbally, I said, are you okay? And she shook her head, you know, no, not real, real like violently, but just no. And then I said, are you choking? And she shook her head up and down a little faster. And then a second later, I said, do you need help? And she started choking her head, shaking her head up and down pretty good. And at this point, I'd only, I didn't see her eat any food. I just saw the water, right? So I wasn't yeah. sure what was happening. Anyway, yeah. I stand up and she stands up. And, and right there in the middle of the restaurant, I have to do the Heimlich, which was successful. <laughs> she survived. Well. I Great. can only imagine yes. how how embarrassing that must be, Daniel. Um, could you imagine that? And it, it was just pretty weird. Choke. Yeah. 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 There's a little more to the story, but I don't really have any any idea of of, of where to share that story with. So I just wanted to let you know that little. Well, bit. wait, Jeremy. What? Of course. Of course. We have a podcast. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, Jeremy, this is, of course, we had a pod have a podcast. I'm Daniel Jones, and you are Jeremy Brown. And so, what? What? So, so you saved her life. I I did, by all accounts. The the there was a guy in the restaurant that came up to me and grabbed my shoulder and said good job and i was like <laughs> and i'm thinking what? i thought you were gonna say like they they offered to p give you your steak oh man free. that'd be a great no we didn't even get to finish the steak um you know instead of instead of having the challenges where like you know yeah. you have to eat the old 96 or whatever yeah just save person's life and then you get a free uh, steak i was thinking when he did that i'm like well i mean did i have an option <laughs> right <laughs> like i guess i did so <laughs> what's just gonna sit there and watch her die 
So, fun fact though, this this girl that was choking is now my girlfriend. So, there's that. So something good came out. How of does it, that I work? Suppose. All right. So full disclosure, she was the one that told me about this Ford's drive-in place and took and wanted to take me there. So, so she was at my table. What? But I didn't. So she wasn't just like some woman across. No, the but bar. that sounds so much cooler, right? You know, you know me. I had to. I had to set up. I didn't tell any lies, Daniel. I said I looked up and I saw a woman choking, right? Yeah. So I just didn't say yeah. So um <laughs> she so, was so embarrassed and like like I don't know if you've ever choked and had the Heimlich done. It's painful. So she I haven't had the Heimlich done, but choking is terrifying. Yeah. So I have a choking story after this. So after we dislodged the the prime rib, which wasn't even that big of a bite. So so full story. We go through the salad bar that I mentioned, right? And she grabs a little bit of this uh like like shell pasta salad. And when we're eating that, she mentions like, she's like, there's something about this pasta salad that I just, I don't like. And she only took a couple small bites. And I'm like, you mean Mm. like it's like spoiled? And she's like, no, it's just, there's just something. Um, anyway, the, the piece of prime rib that she choked on wasn't very big. And I think what happened was, I think she was allergic to something in that salad and her throat. In the salad and it, it throat started to swell. Throat up. Yeah, a little bit. Huh. So we, um, I got, I got the, the prime rib dislodged and she went outside and I paid. And that was when the guy was like, good job, buddy. Um, it would have been wow. like a nice gesture of, of, of them to pay for it. The, the the amazing part to me was how none of the restaurant staff came over and like really offered any assistance, which you know they don't have to, right? Like it just wow. it just yeah. seemed weird. Like maybe maybe they were just didn't know what to do either. So I paid. We didn't bring to go boxes. Um, she went outside and sat down by we we had brought her Jeep. She has a nice Jeep. Nice. Uh, Rubicon. Um. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. And was... I, I'd known... Uh, side note, my sister used to have a cat named Ruby, and oh, really? it was originally uh, named after the Rubicon. Oh, that's fascinating. The Jeep. Because it was right when those ca- first came out, you know? So she was, you know, crying, embarrassed. Her th- throat was hurting, so we just decided to go home. I got to drive the Jeep. And on the way home, we agreed to call that our first official date. Because it wasn't really a date. I've only known her. Well, I, I work with her, so I guess I met her a year ago about. But I okay. literally didn't say three words to her until sometime in August. Um, yeah. And then I friended her on Facebook, and then we just very slowly started talking a little bit. And she, she was scared of me. She had to come to me for her orientation. You know, when new hires, they have to go to department managers. Yeah. And I kind of remember being a dick to her. Like I wasn't intentionally a dick, but I was like super busy that day. And I hate the fucking orientation thing anyway. And <laughs> December, December was just a rough month in my other personal life. Like everything was yeah. falling apart, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, we, uh, we called that our, our first date. Um, and we've spent a lot of time together since. So that's cool. Her name's Heather. She's a laboratory scientist. And oh, wow. She loves pit bulls and Jeeps. 
Nice. She's my age, graduated in 96, although slightly older. Never forget it. Four months. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, well, I, I told her when she was sitting down crying, I said, maybe someday we'll look back at this and be one of those crazy-ass first date stories where I had to save your life, and now you're obligated to, to, to uh, be nice to me or something like that. Anyway. It, yeah. Oh, that's very cute. That's a that is a cute story. And then So yesterday we finally made it to Ford's drive in and she got to buy me a burger. Okay. Nice. And nobody choked. Uh something else happened yesterday in your life. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So strange coincidence. Um <laughs> I also got divorced <laughs> yesterday. So Yeah. I uh not to share too many personal details, but but I did not um, engage any further than than getting to know Heather until the divorce was final. Okay, you don't need to. Yes, All right. not that anybody cares anymore, right? So anyway, the court of law. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been seven months, eight months in the making. It just took forever to to get finished. But yes, it's yeah, it's final now. Um, so I'm happy about that. I have my girls three days a week, which is okay, good enough for me. I mean, that, that sounds bad. You know what I mean? But it's good. Um, well, it's better than what you were almost going to get. Well, I was you know, never you, going to almost get that. It was just what she seemed to think was going to happen. Right. I could That's true, right. I, I could have very easily insisted on it being... Uh, a little, you know, four days, one week, three days, one week to make it a, a legitimate 50, 50. But I thought it would be better for the kids to have a more set schedule. Yeah. Um, and I do hope at some point that, you know, we get to the point where she's not just angry at me for no reason. And like on, on Monday and Tuesday, when they're not with me, that I could pick them up from school and spend a couple hours with them until she gets out of, out of work, but we'll see. But as it is, it's, it's considered a 50-50 by the states because the days are so close together. So, which is really all I cared about um, is is the residential schedule, all the other shit that comes with the divorce, the the asset split, and all that. I I wanted nothing to do with that. I didn't ask for anything. She got everything. I got all the debt. Um, it just wasn't worth it to me to fight over, and mostly I just wanted. But now you're moving kids. on. Yeah. Yeah. I am um, You're moving on and you still have a good relationship with the girls and they're, they're still in your life and that's great. That's awesome. Well, and they, so, they will be forever and there's nothing she can do about exactly. it no matter how pissy she gets. So exactly. And so you, you got that sorted out cause it got a little, ooh, we weren't sure for a little while there. Well, yeah, it was all, she was, she was, Fighting you, so I'm glad that you got that. Oh, all settled she out. fought till the till, till the very bitter end, till she yep. she realized there was nothing she could do. She sure thought there would be the whole time. So, what do you talk about on a first date as a newly divorced um, man in your 40s? Well, she's she's got three kids that are 24, 21, and 20, and okay, so you got yeah. Um, I don't know. We just talk about, I don't know. It's weird. It's, I feel like a, 
a connection or things just come naturally and easy to talk about. She, um, right. She's a bit of a nerd, so that's helpful. She loves Marvel, and we love a lot of the same 80s and 90s movies, like, you know, from our childhood. Mm-hmm. So we've been watching a lot of nice. those. Um, yeah. We work together, so, of course, we gossip a little bit about people at work. Like, not really yeah. gossip, but you know what I mean. Just like, oh, yeah. Um, the the mask mandate for nursing homes has been lifted, so of course that was a big topic of conversation the last week or so. Oh yeah, yeah, we're all excited about that. Mm-hmm. And huh? Yeah. All right. So when, we, when are you going to see her again? Probably after the show. I was just going to say, is that why you have to be off the show in an hour? So she she lives in Shoto. She actually. She has a house in Helena, which is a, f- a few, you know, two and a half hours away. And she only works on um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, usually. Okay. And she's she is on call during after normal business hours during that time, and then she's on call every third weekend. So she did rent a house in Shoto. Um, and when she first moved to town, she wasn't there very much, but now she stays there quite a bit. So, um, I, you know, it's, it's convenient for me because when the roads suck, as long as it's not Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, I can just stay there. I don't have to drive home. And of course I can get like an extra half hour of sleep cause I don't have to get up so early. So I don't know. I mean, obviously we're, we're not quite at that point of applying for a mortgage yet but but it's kind of escalating pretty quick i'll be honest um mm-hmm. so well she has a lot of options I mean, she can move to conrad or and go to work in great falls or i mean i really can't go anywhere i'm stuck in conrad and have to work in Chodo, so it's the way it is so what you're telling me is by this time we were talking about my uh airplane tickets um, expiring on the last episode, so uh, those expire. I have to book something by December twenty third. Okay. Um, I mean December twenty twenty three. So yeah. what you're telling me is that you know there's a there's a chance that I'm gonna go for another wedding. Well, Dil- <laughs> Dylan says the third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm. It'll it'll be both of our third time. She's an army veteran, so she was married. Oh, okay, nice. Married when she let's, was really let's young. Let's not. I'm just joking. Let, let's not put. No. You know, let's not jinx anything no. or put anything out let, there. Let's right still. Let, it is too early. Just enjoy getting to know her. Yeah, let's let's put a pin in that one. I think. Um, yeah. Our didn't we have a little bit of a conversation about meeting in the Black Hills for a. We did. Combo family vacation. I think we should still yeah, think about yeah, that a little did. bit. I think we should, too. Um, I actually talked to Coley about that, and she thinks that might be a good idea, too. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we will discuss that further. But, yeah, that's great. I'm I'm glad that you have somebody. Um, oh, and we're doing Trunk or Treat uh, Hocus Pocus out of our Jeep, and we're super excited about that. Nice, nice. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you. Kids have so many trick or treating opportunities oh, I nowadays know. I know that we did not have when we were kids. No, I had to freeze my nuts off and walk all over town to get a bunch of fucking yeah. candy corn and P 
peanut butter Halloween nasty ass chewies. Uh, oh, good shit. Yeah. No. No. I yeah. I mean, you you've been to my parents' house, didn't you? Yeah. Go to my parents yeah, house. I went there for brunch. So they live. It was quite nice. Right. Exactly. They live out. You know, it's not like a super condensed neighborhood, right? And that was the neighborhood that I walked around in. So I maybe went to 10, 12 houses, something like that. And that was it. That was all I did. Yeah. Quinn is going to a trunk or treat with a friend. She's going to Yukon um, to walk around the campus to do a trick or treat there. She's going to um, trick or treat on Main Street uh, in our town. All the stores hand out candy. Yeah. And she's going to trick-or-treat around our neighborhood, which is, you know, far more um, populated than the one I grew up in. Yeah. So she ends up with, like, a, a large pillowcase worth of candy by the end of it all. Yeah, without that's having insane. to work for it. I just I feel like that's... Right? That's I mean, yeah. good for them, but come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say... I, I'm, I, I mean, I take a tax. Of course, but you have still. to. It's it's only the only responsible thing to do. Right. Yeah. I feel like as a parent, however, going trick or treating with your kids, I like it all in one quick spot. Makes it much better. Like mm-hmm. trunk or treat. So trunk or treat is on Main Street here in Conrad. So yeah. like in a three block area, kids can completely fill their bags plus some. And all the stores give out candy right there, too, because you park on in front of the stores. And um, I'm sure there are houses that still hand out can- candy, but it's just it's just not even necessary. And they do it. It's, well, it starts when it's still daylight out, so you get to see all mm-hmm. the costumes nice and easy, and yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. Our town, though, the, they go down Main Street, and then they come up to our neighborhood, which they call it the hill section of the town. And um, it's it's basically just up the hill from Main Street. And so all the kids come up, and there's probably two to 300 kids who all come up from Main Street. And we get maybe half of that on our, our at our house because we're down in this little corner that you don't really need to go down if you don't. But still, you know, it's not like uh, one of the, it's not like the main loop. You'd have to kind of loop down to our house, but it's still a ton of kids. A hundred trick or treaters is quite a bit. Uh huh. Hundred, hundred and fifty. Yep. So how much candy do you have? <laughs> we spent about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was crazy. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I love it. I sit on the front step and scare them i pretend to be dead yes and then they come up yeah you do a good job yeah. decorating your house I, I i don't know if i've ever told you that but i think you do great at christmas and halloween i feel like you could step Thanks. your easter game up a bit i feel like i'll get a big yeah you're right yeah i feel like I i'm gonna to, get in trouble uh, if i keep talking about that <laughs> i need to get a big crucifix Yes. Put it out on my lawn. Uh, yes. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So uh, I mentioned to you uh, yesterday that, that, that I was divorced and you had mentioned that you were still married. So I'm happy for you. Anything else going on in your life besides being happily married still? 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, so I think last time we talked, I still had a dog. You did. Well, you had two. Well, I still had two, two dogs. Yes. I still had two dogs. I still have one dog. But we actually had to return uh, Tilly the the mix that we the the adoption um, that we had gotten. She was a really good dog, but my wife was very allergic to her. So it turned out like Coley's like she's known that she's allergic to dogs, and and you know she will have a reaction to. Dogs, if she goes to, like, her family's house or a friend's house or something and and spends too much time with the dog or is too close to the dog. Yeah. But, like, with... And she's always had um, hypoallergenic dogs because of that. But we got Bogey, and he was very little. Yeah. And he's a short-haired dachshund, and he's, he's got, like, no hair on his underside at all. And doesn't shed at all. So we've had him for four years now, and she, like, if he snuggles right up to her face, like she'll she'll get a little sniffly or something, mm-hmm. but nothing really bad. Um, but with Tilly, she thought that she would be all right. She just, I think, because of Bogey, she just had like a, a false sense of security that that we would be yeah. okay. But um, she was sick for, like, the whole month that we had Tilly. And she was just miserable. And then finally, like, the last week, she was really sick. She she came down, basically seemed like she came down with a cold. But, like, as soon as we got rid of Tilly, like, she was fine again. Yeah. Um, And a couple of times she got a Tilly hair in her eye and her whole face swelled up. yeah. Well, that sucks. Um, and like her eye was closed shut, and just it was it was rough. So. Pe- people start looking at you sideways in grocery stores when that happens, huh? They they, they think you're yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you, people looked at us sideways. The people that looked at us sideways was the adoption agency. They were. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Nice. No, they don't. They yeah. yeah, animal shelters and adoption agencies. When you have to give up a pet for whatever reason, they just. <laughs> break you through the coals man like i don't well it's so frustrating because it's said on our contract if for any reason you cannot keep her you have to bring her back to us and i said that's fine you know i agree to that i initialed that line Mm -hmm. and signed the contract so we called them and said unfortunately i think we need to rehome her Mm -hmm. and the lady was just like well i don't understand i don't believe that she's allergic To her, but not to your other dog. I was like, "Well, sorry, she's she's not." Yeah. <laughs> like, so then I had to go to an adoption event, right? So the lady's like, "Well, you you have to keep her until we can find somebody." I was like, fine, you know that's fine. She's like, "If you want, you know, to bring her to the adoption event, and you can sit with her," and I'm like, "I'm not one of those fucking." F- people (laughs) not one of you i'm not sitting with you at this adoption event and i'm not sitting with you specifically lady because you are being very rude to me and my wife fuck you judge judy Um, so so i had to bring her to the adoption event anyway to get a to get a shot um they they give her the her border tele shots they give the dogs they i don't know for some reason the adoption of 
agency people can give Bordetella shots, but just not rabies vaccines. Every yeah, yeah, just not rabies and other things. Yeah. So, so I brought her to the event to get the shot, and like, was I wasn't sure if I was gonna come back home with her because I I had been told that they had somebody lined up. They were just in the process, you know, the application process, mm-hmm. and. So I wasn't, and so like we all said our goodbyes, and everybody was crying. Quinn was very upset, and like, like still to this day, like Quinn took all these pictures that we have, we had taken of Tilly, and like mm-hmm. we had gotten them developed so she could bring them to school to show her friends. So she took all those pictures that like the night after we had to return Tilly, and she like posted them all up on her wall like she's oh. the shrine of tilly in her Man, room she's very heartbreaking about it yeah it, it was sad because she wanted tilly to be her dog and it just yeah it was it's it's sad and i feel bad but did that's what we had to do no it's that's unfortunate i'm sorry you had to deal with but that. i did i did come back with her and then a few days later um we exchanged her with, with her so. new family well, we brought her to. We exchanged her with one of the adoption agency people, and then and then she, you know, yeah, brought her to the other family. So, so did the adoption agency tell you they were putting you on the no adopt list? No, they didn't. Yeah, so I had. They didn't say that when I moved in with Alicia a few years ago. She's severely allergic to cats, mm-hmm. and I desperately tried to find somebody mm-hmm. to take my cat, like you know, that I knew and I just could not find anybody. So I took her to the shelter and they just made me feel like shit. Now, clearly I regret that at this point, but whatever. Cause, cause the Alicia thing didn't work out, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, they were, they were awful. And they told me that I was being put on a national no adopt list and that I would never be able to adopt a, a pet of any kind from any sort of shelter again, like ever, like they, Made me give him my social security number and, and everything. Wow. Um, Jeez. So when uh, I was talking with Dylan about you guys adopting Tilly, this was when you were first doing it, right? And um, yeah. I'd mentioned, uh, you know, I'd be, I would like to get an animal, I told him, because we don't have any pets. And I said, but until I have a, a house of our own, I just don't think it's worth it because if something happens and we have to move and we can't, find a place for them it's just it's heartbreaking to go to those shelters um i mean it's heartbreaking anyway you're giving up an animal you love whatever anyway yeah. anyway and um and uh it, i mean we talked about adoption and i told him i'm on the no adopt list and he'd already known that and he's like you know it's fucked up that you can adopt kids but you can't adopt a cat and i'm like i know right <laughs> I mean, you're only on the no adopt list with that agency, right? No, they totally told me it's national. It's like a national registry they all use. What? That's what they told me. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was awful. I felt like the world's biggest piece of shit when I left that place. And I was already super sad because I loved that cat. I legitimately loved that cat. Yeah. Tear up just talking about it right now. Yeah. So, anyway... Fuck those adoption agency assholes. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Fucking weirdos, too. <laughs> yeah. They're all fucking weirdos. 
<laughs> Sorry to anybody out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, well. If we offend anybody, then if you're offended over the adoption comments, then you're probably one of those people. So you know what? Find some joy in your life, will you? <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. I guess. Any, any, anything else yeah. in your in your happy little life that, that's happening? Uh, Quinn finally got her switch. Yay, Quinny! So what's she been playing? Yeah, she. So she finally earned her switch. She took care of her glasses long enough that we allowed her to have it. Um, but now it's fun because we have something that we can, you know, lord over her when she's being bad. Yes, that's always um, handy. What What has she been playing? Uh, the only game she has, which is Breath of the Wild. Nice. It's a beautiful game. Um, so, have you considered, like, you know, there's, I think there's, like, a streaming service for, for Switch now, isn't there? Yeah, there's, um, that's, uh, what is it, Nintendo Switch Online? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I to be honest, I think, I feel like that would probably appeal more to me than it would to her. Okay. Because it's... It's all retro games, you know. There's no like modern games on there. It's it's N64 games, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, and Nintendo. Oh, that sounds pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. So yeah, how how um do you utilize a lot of streaming services for games or other things, but just for games specifically right now? I guess I'm, I'm curious about. Um. So I yeah, actually that's funny because I have. I've subscribed to PlayStation Plus, and before this year, it was called PlayStation Now. They had two different services, right? Yeah. So there's PlayStation Plus, where you that that's you had to subscribe to that to play online, and you got a couple free games a month with that. Yeah. Um, and the the free games changed every month, and you know as long as you're subscribed, you get to keep those games and. I'll probably always stay subscribed because one of my favorite games is I, I got on there, Rocket League. Um, even though I think Rocket League's free to play now, but I don't know how that would work. Anyway, I just love that game, and I play it every now and then all the time still. that came you, out. you play it every now and then all the time? Now at this point. <laughs> huh? You play it what every day? You play it every now and then, all the time. Is that what you said? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm I just glad. Mean, I'm like, I still play it. And that came out a long time ago, five or six years ago. Longer than that, I'm sure of it. It's two, it was 2015. So that's been seven years, yeah. Um, yeah, well, seven years, yeah. So I don't know. So I have that. Um, and then PlayStation Now turned into PlayStation Plus premium or extra there's three versions of playstation plus now yeah. it's like three tiers yeah it's kind of ridiculous um but you subscribe to that and they have there's like there's something like 400 games yeah on on that service um and it, it's good it's nice it's, i'm at this point now where like i New games are coming out, and I'm like, eh, I'll just wait till it's on PlayStation Plus. Hello. Hi. That's Bogey. Hi, Bogey. Did you hear us talking about you and your, your ex-sister? Um, so I'm at this point like where I'm just an old man, and 
I priorities, you know? So like I don't like God of War. The new God of War is coming out mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. And I loved that first game. Have you played God of War 2018? Uh, I'm about two-thirds of the way through it right now. Right. Slowly playing So you're playing, playing it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very slowly. So it, I loved that game. but And I want to see what happens in the story. It was a good story, but... I'm 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 not like I'm not in a place where I want to be spending seventy dollars on that game to be able to play it day one because I know that I'll play it um, down the road when it's on PlayStation Plus yeah. and I'll just wait till it's on there and then like um, I have my PC now my laptop um, now and. Uh, I have Game Pass on there, and that's Xbox's version of PlayStation Plus, and that's like Game Pass was for those who don't know. Game Pass was kind of the original like streaming service for games, and um, it's slowly changing the entire industry. And I see it in myself. Like I used to buy games like God of War Day One, like that was what I did. Mm-hmm. The games that I really wanted to play, I bought them right away and now i'm just like i'll just wait you know and game pass has kind of changed that actually well game pass is a little different because game pass is a better deal than playstation plus it's, it's yeah, a little more expensive it definitely is a but deal. you you get games day one on game pass like the new halo came out last december and you could play it on game pass right away um and there, there's a bunch of other games that that just come out every month, you know, new games, and you don't have to pay for them. They're just on the service. Whereas PlayStation Plus, I have to wait until whenever Sony decides to put it on the service. Yeah. Which sucks, but um, I like Sony's games better, and I just, I only have a PlayStation. I have the, I have Game Pass on the PC, and that's fine. And, like, I've been enjoying catching up on, like, Halo. I haven't played the Halo series in a long time. I play. I'm playing a little bit of Infinite, and I don't love it, so I just was like, yeah, I'll just go play Halo Two, and I've been really enjoying that. Good. Um. So, so I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you streaming subs- services? Do you subscribe to any of the um, individual like publisher or developer services, like whatever Ubisoft calls no. those? Okay. No, so Ubisoft is included on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And then EA is included on Game Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. Um, If you get Game Pass Ultimate, which um, I think that's what I have, or maybe I don't. I don't don't know. Um, I think it is because I I have access to some EA games. I have have whichever Game Pass came free with my laptop, although I think it's about to expire, so I should probably take my credit card off there because I'll probably never use it. And yeah. I have PlayStation, yeah, exactly. the highest tier PlayStation Plus, which I don't mm-hmm. really use that a whole lot either. But I do think it saves me money because there's a lot of games I would go out and buy and never play. Right. And it would add up right. to more than that. Um, like, I the, mean, if you have a play, if, if you just got a PlayStation 5 or like you're just getting a PlayStation 5, yeah, yeah get PlayStation Plus because there's some great stuff on there and there's there's some whole series like whole collections that are just pretty pretty amazing that you can access yeah yeah sorry go ahead no that was it i don't have any other gaming streaming services um yeah 
Yeah. But are you in the same place where you're like not buying new games? No, I'm not buying new games. The last um, new game I actually bought was... Um, uh, fuck, I don't even know, <laughs> honestly. Last of Us? I didn't. Did you no, I didn't buy that. I'm, I'm waiting for that to come out on... <clears throat> oh, yeah, I did buy that. Yeah. But I, I've bought a game since then. I... I bought one this year. I just can't remember what it is right at this moment. Horizon? Elden Ring. El- yes, well, okay, yes, I did buy Elden Ring. And then, what the hell? Yeah. What did I play before God of War? That's what I'm. Oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, oh, nice. Which, right after. That's on right, Plus, though, I, right? Came right after I fucking bought it. Like, <laughs> literally. So, um, that's why. See, exactly. I haven't that's bought. That's why I'm like, I'll just wait. I haven't bought the Last of Us remake because a it's a lot of money for a game no. I've played twenty five times, um, right? But it's going to eventually be on, you know, the PlayStation Plus, so whatever. Yes, it it is. So I'll get that. Um, but it's kind of ridiculous, right? There's there's Game Pass, there's PlayStation Plus, there's EA Access, there's Ubisoft, whatever the hell it's called. And there's um, the Switch Epic one. Games. There's the Nintendo Switch one. Yeah. There's Apple Arcade. Oh, I, and that's just video games. I guess I do have Apple Arcade. Yeah, but think of how many other media streaming services there are. Like, how many how many television streaming subscriptions do you have right now? Do you think? Oh Jesus! Oh no! Okay. <laughs> um, HBO. Okay. Which is about to come up for resubscription. I'm going to... It's it's crazy. We have like a billion subscriptions that are set to annual that are all coming due in November. It's ridiculous. It's going to be an expensive month right before Christmas since they're all annual. Uh, Yep. So HBO, um, um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu... Paramount Plus, Discovery, and Disney Plus. Yeah. So Prime, I kind of give a pass to because that's just kind of included with Prime, right? Right. So that's kind of a wash. But if I think about, so I also have HBO, but I've been doing the monthly one. I only resub to it for House of the Dragon. And now that that's over, I'm thinking about postponing it until The Last of Us starts airing. Till The Last of Us next year. Yeah. Yeah. But so... When I signed up, I signed up on my Samsung TV, and I can't for the life of me figure out how to fucking cancel that subscription. It's bizarre. <laughs> I hate that shit. They that's they make it so that you can't cancel it on your TV. You have to go on the website or or something. Yeah, but I go on the that. website and log into my Samsung Samsung account with the same account that it's connected to on HBO, and it says I don't have any subscri- active subscription. So, but I get billed for it every month. Um, but then I just get an email today offering me a whole year for 40% off. So like, do I just do that? I don't know. But, um, do you think like, you know, back in the day when, when it was essentially Netflix, it just seemed like a super good deal. But when you start stacking all this stuff on, like I'll separate the games from the other media. I think the gaming services are a far better value. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, and maybe it's just because it's it's pretty well concentrated. There's there's essentially three main ones where you know the Xbox, right. PlayStation, and Switch, where you can get pretty much anything that you want. And 
well, not anything that you want, but anything that, that's available. And yeah. with so I just feel like that's a, a better deal overall if you're a big gamer, obviously. If you're not, then whatever. But so Netflix, I, I canceled Netflix because I essentially watched everything I wanted to watch on there for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I think that's how I'm going to handle streaming in, in the future is I'm going to be pretty careful and try to, to manage my accounts and only have one or two at a time. I get Disney Plus and Hulu as part of my phone. So I guess I don't really count those. Um, yeah, we I will say Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN are all bundled together for us. Yeah. Um, but I don't get it as part of my phone. It's it's yeah we pay for those. Okay. And I think I'd like to Not get to mention, Apple TV at some point. I I was just gonna say I want to get Apple TV again uh, soon because Ted Lasso is gonna be coming back and there's some other shows yeah. I want to watch on there. So and I think this might have been in the Overblood group. But somebody asked the question on Facebook the other day if you know what streaming services everybody had, and then it might not have even been Overblood, but somebody mentioned. I think it was. I remember seeing that something about you know all of those together is is as much as cable, and I thought about that. And I think that's accurate, but I still feel I would rather you miss out on some things by not having like immediate network TV. If you're into sports yep. or certain shows, um, but Hulu has almost every show that, that most people want the next day quick enough. And yeah, I think the days of popping popcorn and sitting around on a Friday night and waiting for a specific show are pretty much over, right? Like the, whole family dynamic has changed where you just watch it when you can. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you have five or six streaming services, of course it's going to add up to the price of cable, but I still think it's a better value because you have more control over it. But you do still, you do still have those like appointment viewing kind of things, right? Like with house of dragon. Sure. And, um, rings of power and even like hocus pocus too yeah dude hocus pocus is the is it's so funny to me like it's, it's the star wars for women i love hocus pocus they go i love it too but they go freaking crazy for oh it. yeah wait till you My, say our trunk or treat did i tell you about that already well you you didn't tell me what it was it's, no. it's hocus pocus themed and it's it, of course it's gonna be crazy like um we'll take pictures obviously (laughs) but like with the day that came out that was a huge thing and women were having like these watch parties for it they Mm -hmm. you know coley made like a punch and i know that was awesome stuff and it was just the three of us and it was just me coley and quinn yeah but yeah it was uh is it was it, so anyway my point is you still you do do still have those like water cooler kind of you do shows that that people want to talk about them I mean, that's hell that's half of our fucking show has just been talking about game of thrones well, and yeah. lord of the rings yeah that so. that happens I, I yeah i guess maybe i mis misplaced my my thoughts on that a little bit um but the it doesn't it doesn't have to happen in real time if if you can't make it like when we watched house of the dragons the other night, we were started about 10 minutes after seven o'clock because you know, you got to take a shit or, or, (laughs) or, you know, put out a fire or whatever it is you got to do. Yeah. Um, 
But there's only a handful of shows that I can think of for me personally that are must watch within, you know, within an hour or two or a day after they air. The rest I can put off True. a little bit. So, yeah. The, but the bigger point is, can, I don't think that it's better to have cable at the same price for 9,000 channels of shit you're never going to watch. I would still rather have streaming services, personally. Yes, the only thing that I would change is is sports. Yes. I really just miss... Yes. I miss... So, as a Red Sox fan, um, which this year was a tough year to be a Red Sox fan, but... I, was, I am a Red Sox fan, yes. and living in New England, we have Nesson, which is New England Sports Network. Yeah. It's owned by the Fenway Sports Group. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they, <clears throat> sorry. So I've always had Nesson. You know, growing up, I, I, I've gone through phases where I would go an entire Red Sox season and basically watch every game that I possibly could so i would just have it on starting at 705 i'd have jerry remy and don orsillo like on my tv just talking to me about red sox and listened i you know didn't even always have to pay attention to it i just always had it on um but now there's just no there's no option for for baseball fans really i i know that you can like get MLB network or something, but that's just prohibitively expensive. It is. And that's, um, I think that's the next phase of streaming that needs to, to be in it will. I think it'll eventually get there. I think I want to say, I heard the direct TV Sunday NFL um, exclusive deal runs out in the next one or two years. So I'm curious how the NFL is going to handle that. Um, yeah. I found quite a bit of baseball on Hulu. But it's not like you can just yes. pick the pick the game you want. I mean, there's a handful of exactly. games every day to choose from. And I guess that's what I was going to say is that because Nesson exists, um, the Red Sox already have a platform where they're they're being broadcast yes. to. You know, and like the the Nesson has exclusive yeah. rights to Red Sox games. So you're they're not, not going to put them on Hulu. Correct. Even even away games though. I mean, you may see some away games. If you get lucky, you see some, but they broadcast away games too. Well, of so course they do, but you know, I think the um, the home the home the, the home market usually has like the bigger rights, right? Like if they're playing the yeah the uh, uh I don't know the A's or just whatever, like um, yeah, I don't know. I think the only time you really have a good chance of watching them is is um, playoffs. Yeah, which you know. Or like if it's if they're playing the Yankees and it's the Monday night game or yeah. whatever, you know, it's a big game on Fox yeah. or whatever. Then then it might be on Hulu. I would but, like to see. I mean, I think at some point they're they're probably locked into a network also or like some sort of you know deal with somebody. So maybe once that's over, maybe they can start their own streaming service. I think that'd be super yeah, cool. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's vexing. But but yeah, no, it's crazy that that streaming is what it is now. And I hope video games don't become that. Yeah, I don't know. How the hell did they fucking do this, Jeremy? Like it used to. You, like you said, it used to be just Netflix. You paid ten dollars a month, and you you just and that was it. You it was so good. It was so fucking great. You, we we went from. 
<laughs> we went from having to pay hundred plus dollars for cable to cutting the cord yeah. and going to ten dollars for Netflix, and it was so wonderful because a lot of places now, saw that success and wanted in on it. Like you know, HBO until just a few years ago, you could not access HBO without a, a cable or satellite subscription. Um, so more and more, right. not not only are more and more consumers cutting cutting the cable, so to speak. So are more and more distributors or, or I don't know, just companies, corporations. Um, yeah. And then there's still that weird stuff like Paramount Plus. Like last year, Paramount, right. even if you had Paramount Plus, you could not watch Yellowstone in real time. In fact, you couldn't watch it at all because um, yeah. you had to have Yellowstone or you had to have Paramount Plus through a cable provider to be able to watch it. So there's still yeah. weird shit that needs to get worked out. I don't know how it's going to be this year for Yellowstone, but not not a lot of people were happy about that. Um, well, that's, that's, yeah, it's that's the thing. Like, there's one show maybe on each service that I want to watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and so I'm paying for all these services just because there's one show that I want to watch on. But I've, um, I guess I've I've grown a little more patient in the last year where. I don't have to watch it right away. Like I'll, I'll resub to Netflix at some point and I'll binge like Dahmer and the watcher and like these shows that I would, that I'm interested in right now. Yeah. And did you watch the watcher? No, but I know the story pretty well. It's a, it's a pretty well known yeah. story in the true yeah. time world. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I will, you know, I mean, I also know Dahmer very well also, but it's, it's still fascinating. I, I still want to watch it, but that's kind of how like HBO, like, I've only had HBO for a few months and I um, buzzed through Barry and, and uh, you know, watched all the Lord of the Rings on it again. And, um, mm -hmm. and also, uh, you should watch um, the white Lotus. Yeah, I might do that. There are other shows on HBO. I want to watch like succession. Yeah. And I mean, there's a few. Of yes. Them. Um, so I don't know if I can't figure out how to cancel that one, then, then maybe I will just keep it. Yeah, okay, here's my question. Yeah. If you could keep just one, uh, which one would you keep? I mean, I guess if I could only keep one, it would still have to probably be Netflix just because it mm. has the most. I thought you canceled it. Well, I know, but I, I will re-up it once, once it builds back <laughs> up, right? Um, but I will say I think the quality of the stuff on Netflix – got pretty diluted and i think by and large mm -hmm. it went downhill the last four or five years it sure did. um yep. by a tremendous amount people seem to love apple tv and and it's cheap and if they keep adding more and more yeah. stuff to it then that would be a good thing i guess the price is going to be going up yeah price of apple tv and apple music yeah i saw that that's cool um, i get apple music through my phone too so at least there's that at least mm -hmm. for now um I don't know if I had to pick just one right now. I fuck. I don't know, Daniel. I guess Hulu because it's got the most variety. You know, yeah, Hulu's been on a roll lately. Have you watched Prey? No, I have not watched Prey. Is that the do, new Predator? Like the, yeah. Do you like Predator movies? Yeah. Or even just the first Predator? Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't love them. Love them, but I liked it. Um. I should watch that. It's great. You should watch it. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I like, there's a few shows on Hulu that I'd never even heard of that I suddenly like, like The Patient, The Old Man, mm -hmm. sensing a theme here mm -hmm. with the uh, only murders in the building. Like, 
that caught me completely off guard and it was fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. I don't know if any of those or all of those are Hulu exclusives. The bear, like some of those are on FX. I know for sure, but, but it's nice cause I don't have to have cable to watch FX. And it's that kind of stuff that Hulu gets though. And yeah. They, they've been, they've been really doing good with that. And Hulu even standalone. Like <clears throat> I have the ad version. I guess that's what you get with your phone. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not, super like it's not popping up ads every three minutes or anything so it, it's not terrible right. um so yeah right now if i had to pick just one it would probably be hulu i think production value and the greatest overall quality is probably hbo but um it's also the yeah, it's also one say, of the most expensive besides netflix it is but if i had to choose if i had to choose one that i watch probably the most it would be hbo that would be the one i would keep yeah coley disagrees she wants to get rid of hbo but i'm like i watch so much stuff on there she doesn't yeah to be fair she doesn't but yeah she also has paramount plus and discovery plus because she watches all the and discovery plus is a great value for that stuff like great I actually really like discovery plus because it has so many many things on it but i had a free trial for like six months and it ran out and never resubscribed to it. But it's got all the, um, like the science stuff on it, all the universe and all that shit. And of course it's got like, you know, all the, mm. the more modern type reality shows on there too. If that's your thing, yeah. it's a good value. I did enjoy it. I do enjoy the shark week stuff. So yeah. it was nice to be able to watch shark week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so speaking of television, we've both been watching um, Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. Both those series finales yeah. for the season have have aired. You're caught up, yeah? I am. Finished both of them, the first seasons of both. Okay. Yeah. So are we? I don't know if we're doing spoilers or not doing spoilers, but how about let's I'll do spoilers if if. If you don't want spoilers for either of those shows, then you can turn the podcast off now because this will probably be the last. Part but but also, if you're listening to a podcast, then you've already been spoiled because clearly you've been on social media. So that's just the way it is. Um, <laughs> what do you want to start with? House of the Dragon or Rings of Power? Can I ask a quick question first? Yes. Speaking of listening to a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Does uh, her name's Heather? Yeah. Does she know you have a podcast? Yeah, she knows that's what we're doing right now. I I would anticipate she'll probably be listening at some point. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's all. I just, I'm, you know, I'm curious uh, what she'll think of it. That's all. I'm curious too. I think. See, um, I've told her how important it is to me and how you and I didn't talk for quite a while for reasons, not that we had any ill will towards each other. I fucking couldn't stand you. Well, yes, I don't blame you at that point yeah. in your life. <laughs> um, so she's, she's at this point, fully supportive of, of our shenanigans, and I don't see any reason why that would change. So, yeah. It's weird having somebody that's actually nice to you. I, I, I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, dude, like this morning at work, she just brought me a, like a 7-Up, a like a zero sugar, and I was like, did I leave this at your house? <laughs> She's like, no. I'm like, wait, you actually stopped and got this for me? She was like, yeah. Is this like some sort of passive aggressive thing? Like what? <laughs> yeah, no, it was just, a, 
it's I don't know. It's strange, but yeah. it feels good. Yeah, um, it's good. So anyway, so House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, and Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings prequel. Yes, but they both ended. Um, and all right, let's just talk about uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's do Rings of Power, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, who do you think the stranger is? Oh, I know who the stranger. Oh, who do I think the stranger is? I pretty yeah, pretty well convinced strange. it's Gandalf. I mean, it could be Sauron or yeah. or even Radagast, as far as that goes. But or Saruman, I mean. Or but I don't think it's either of them because he specifically says, and this is something that that show does that I think isn't necessarily in its favor. It's something that I hope they phase out as they go into the second and third seasons is that like, yeah it purposely calls back to the peter jackson trilogy often yes with yes it does specific lines and phrases and one of them that was a real tell um was when the stranger says to nori um when in doubt always follow your nose yes Yes. And that is something that Gandalf says. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Gandalf. Too. Yeah, I I mean it's it's got to be, but just there I mean yeah. there are other wizards in in in, in Middle-earth, so but clearly like too tall to be Radagast, right? Like just can't can't be. Um <laughs> Yep. So yeah, I think too normal. I think the stranger is is definitely Gandalf. I I was not convinced at all when when the whatever it is, the the three white cloaked people came and, and thought he was Lord Sauron. I just, I, I didn't buy that right from the beginning. I thought that yeah. wasn't right. So, um, yeah. So just, and of course, Halbrand was, was Sauron, which I think the show pretty well spoiled about halfway through the season. It became pretty obvious to me, yeah. to most people anyway, just with the, his background as a blacksmith and he was clearly hiding his identity and telling Galadriel he's done horrible things and, and right. All these other whatnots. Um, but I want to talk or at least ask your opinion, like the entire series as a whole, I think you felt like it started out pretty meh. Um, and maybe progressively got somewhat better and there's definitely room for improvement. Is that a fair assessment from, from your thinking? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, at the beginning, I, I feel like it really hit its stride, um, in the episode where Mount Doom erupts. Yes. Yeah. Whatever happened to, uh, Adair in the last episode, like it never showed him at all. None of, none of that group or the, um, yeah, I don't know. Bronwyn or, or any of that, that. But. And maybe this is my fault, but like I know who you're talking about when you say Adair, but like that's the black elf, right? Is it? I thought that was the <laughs> See <laughs> See uh, No no, no, no. I don't I, I don't know who you're talking about. The, so that's part of my problem with that show. The, is that it did not do a good job of establishing all I of agree. the various characters. It's either the black elf or the evil elf. It's one of those two. Okay. Um 
Oh, oh, right. The the Sauron's uh, the guy who said he killed Sauron. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that was controlling <laughs> the orcs, like the orc leader. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yes, but I know what you mean. I think I think the show. It tr- I think it tried too hard to be like pretty and breathtaking, which it achieved. You know, full stop. Yes. Um, and it did have a lot of that Lord of the Rings feel, like. I think I've mentioned this before. I really, I liked Elrond's character and uh, Durin's character yes. a lot. Um, that was the highlight of the whole season to me was Elrond and Durin. Yeah. And there was not enough of them Correct. together. Correct. It was so good. And um, I really, I thought, I liked Galadriel. I thought the actress did a good job. I think that mm-hmm. it was strange because how minimal she seems to be in in Lord of the Rings, the books or, or the, 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 the movie trilogy, like, like she doesn't seem all scorned and hell bent on defeating Sauron so much as as she is right now. And I'm like, okay, well what changed? Um, thousand years of time. I I guess she just, she just, (laughs) I don't know. Xanax was invented. I don't know. (laughs) See, uh, but I, I thought she played her role really well. I, um, yeah, like it. It was cool to see like Isildur and 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 his dad, like, and um, right. So that's Numenor. Like that was cool to see, but yes, it still left something to and be. Celebrimbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, he was really cool. Um, so nostalgia, but it was almost unfocused in some areas. It was. And it would completely give some stuff away, and then other stuff it would leave you to like ponder, like what the fuck is happening? Like seriously. And I guess, I guess that was it too. Like I, the, I get why shows do this because you have to build a forward forward momentum each episode. But like, I sometimes found myself wishing that they would just spend an entire episode with one group. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next episode, spend that entire episode with the next group. And just really take their time to establish those groups before... Like, that first episode is such a whirlwind. You've got three different groups of people that you're following. Actually, four. Because you got Elrond, you got um, Galadriel. You know, Elrond has his own storyline. Galadriel has her own storyline. The uh, Nori and... The the, the Harfoots. Harfoots have their own storyline, and then you have the elf and the lady there. And then, beyond that, you have the, the bad dude yeah. waiting in the wings. So, so yeah. you had five different storylines right from the get-go, so right for, in the first For, like, two-thirds, two-thirds of the entire season, I wasn't even convinced that the Harfoot storyline was in the same, same timeline as the rest of it, because I was so confused by that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wasn't sure. The way I interpret it, I think the I think there's they're taking some liberties with the origins of the hobbits there, but yeah, the way I'm interpreting it is that the the Harfoots are are early hobbits um, before they settle in the Shire, and that like the Harfoots are 
essentially the race of people that Smeagol comes from. Yes. Um, so the way I, the way I kind of take that. So I actually Googled this a little bit because I was curious. And apparently there's, yeah. there's three types of races that are similar throughout the history of Middle Earth. There's the Harfoots and... I don't. I, I, it doesn't come to me right now what the other ones were, but those two kind of merged, and that's where the hobbits came from, um, that right. are in the Shire. So yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean that that area where they ended up in that final episode before Nori takes off with the with Gandalf. Um, yeah, that is the Shire, right? Yes, yes. And doesn't yes that I'm, tree on the hill like that's that's the fucking Shire. Yes. That's 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 how I interpret it, and I think, you know, I yeah, I think another reason I really truly believe that's Gandalf is I kind of feel that's how his relationship and his closeness to the hobbits was established was with Nori exactly and right. He's clearly got a yeah. fondness for hobbits. Yeah, All right, and I I think that was my problem with that show. I like that show. Don't get me wrong. Like I that. After it ended, like I was at my parents' house, we were having dinner with my brother and my my parents, and I was like, "Have you guys watched Lord of the Rings? Because it's really good. You should watch it." Like, I like the show, but my problem with it that first season is that it felt like they knew they had a history to tell, and it was like they had this like textbook of Middle Earth, and they're like, "Okay, we got to hit all these major points." And yeah, that was what they were most focused on. Too many they red strings necessarily on focused the board. On, exactly. Well, and not only that, but they weren't like necessarily focused on just telling a good story. You know, <laughs> like they were too too in love with the lore, and and it's hard because I don't know how you can make a Lord of the Rings show and not be in love with the lore. Like you, that's part of it. You have, you kind of have to be sure, but they were too, too indebted to it. Um, and they, know, yeah, they tried Tolkien too hard would be the first. Exactly. To, I've, I just, I just feel like Tolkien would be the first person to tell you, like come up with a story and then the world even though he did it opposite, he came up with the world and then built the story into it. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> I've heard stories, you know, like Christopher Tolkien told a story that was like, <clears throat> he would correct his dad on the, the lore and the details because it, he really didn't care. Like J.R.R. Tolkien really didn't care all that much about the, the canon or being canonically, um, consistent. He just he just wanted to tell the story once he had that world kind of set. Um, so the, I just I just want them to focus a little more on telling an interesting story next yeah. season. I hope they take yeah. your advice. But overall, it was good. I I will obviously watch the it next was. season, and I think it did progressively yeah. get better. Um. Yep. I I really liked the the middle episodes and I liked the last episode, but the, the two leading up to the last one I thought were pretty great. Um, so anyway, yes, they were. So the other Epic Um, 
fantasy yeah. thriller that, that we've been watching, that the whole world, I think, has been watching, is House of the Dragon on Here's a show. HBO. Here's a show where they really did focus on telling a good story. I thought you were channeling your inner Chris Collinsworth there. Here's a guy that plays football, <laughs> and you see him every day playing football, and you just can't beat that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's all I wanted to say. Like, That's a show that really... They they had a good story to tell, and they told it. They did have well. a good story to tell, and they stayed pretty well yeah. focused. Um, especially, you know, yeah. you can't help but compare it to Game of Thrones because it's it's in the same world. It's a mm-hmm. prequel successor. It's all these other things. In the scope of Game of Thrones, from the very beginning, it did kind of that thing that you were talking about. Uh, Rings of Power did, where it started off in Winterfell, and then you saw, you know. Uh, um, the 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 Dothraki, and you saw all these other things, and it just became this huge, huge world instantly. We didn't see that with House of the Dragon. It stayed pretty close to to King's Landing and just the surrounding areas, and focused on a few main characters. Um, I think that helped helped them. I do think in future seasons it'll expand quite a bit, but I think for that first season that was a good call on the the showrunners part yeah how so can i ask you something sure you know those books pretty well i don't know the the fire and blood book dylan seems to he's he's, he knows it really well but i do know the game of thrones books yes okay i know that so that was my question what book is this one based on so, fire and blood yes which is something that was more recently written and it wasn't even written by martin it was written by um a couple huge martin fans frankly and of course he had some input in it they'd taken his notes and it's um really more the lineage of of the the valerians and the targaryens and the so in the song of ice and of and fire series um or fire and ice. I forget which one it is now. Jeez. There's, Song of Ice and Fire. There's yeah. a um, a book. One of the books is titled Dance with Dragons. But that's not the same as the Dance with Dragons that we're about to witness. Um, okay. The Dance with Dragons was the fight between the Valerians and the Targaryens. Targaryens. So, yeah. And obviously, if you've watched Game of Thrones, like you kind of know what happens but it's still kind of cool to see you don't know all the details for example joffrey actually told um um either marjorie or sansa what happens to Rhaenyra's, like if you remember um no i don't yeah so don't go back and watch it if you don't want to spoil it right <laughs> um okay so i think that's what we're you know we're witnessing now and dylan actually i don't know where he researched it all he hasn't read the book but he, he knows all the dragons names and the dragon riders and and all this stuff huh. um but yeah it's the, the fire and blood and i think it's more of a graphic novel even than, than a book maybe i don't really know um, okay yeah so so that's that's where all of this is coming from but we're just now getting yeah. to the part where the, the war is starting obviously you know and um, Aegon has been crowned, and of course, Rhaenerys thinks she's the rightful heir, and it's going to get nasty. And mm-hmm. uh, 
poor little I forget his name, Jason, whichever the the one the one that got got jumped. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I was thinking today about how this all started with that that uh joke with that pig, right? Like the the bad blood yeah. between Amond and 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 those other kids and the strong kids, yeah. you know. Wink wink. Um and yeah. then Viserys with like just repeating that prophecy on his with his last breath and and Alicent completely misinterpreting that. Did she misinterpret it? Yeah. Or did she know he wasn't really No, I think she Did she I don't know. I thought that she knew that he meant that he thought she was Rhaenyra. I I I don't know. I think that she did think that, but he thought when he said the prophecy and all that and, and Aegon, she thought that he meant obviously Aegon. Um Yeah. yeah gotcha. But it wouldn't have mattered anyway because clearly the small council had already plotted to crown Aegon anyway. And yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think Allison might. I think she knew that he, that he thought he was talking to Renera, but I don't think it mattered to her because his words were the same, right? Yeah. Like he, she took that as as him. Like I think she thought he was telling Renera that Aegon needs to be crowned. So that's what she felt needed to be done. But I really don't know. Um, yeah. I went back and forth with Allison. Sometimes she seemed super dutiful and and would uphold the, you know, the the laws or rules or whatever. And other times she was like, "Eh, fuck it, I do what I want." And sometimes she, she seems still loyal to Rhaenyra, to her friend. Yeah. But then other times she's cunning and conniving. Correct. Yeah, she's she's both. And and, and maybe that's an accurate portrayal of what people really are like. Maybe. Right. You know, it's it really is a struggle between the two sides for most of us at all times. So, oh, I totally think it's by design. I think that oh yeah, definitely they want her to keep you guessing, which is great. Yeah, I really like that show. That's that was great. I'm I'm yeah. excited. So I saw to today that next season isn't next. coming till 2024, which is disappointing. But uh, of course. I don't. Know. Maybe it'll be spring. Maybe it'll be early twenty twenty four. I don't know. But I mean, I get it because those that those both of those shows are such a production. Yeah, definitely it's wild. Definitely. And I'm sure with the war starting, that that the next season's going to be seriously uh, expensive to film. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But I really liked it. I like well, both of them. <clears throat> Me too. Me too. I, can I'm just gonna say one more thing. One more show that uh, I want to recommend to anybody else who likes nerdy shows like this. Okay. Um, it's not fantasy, but um, Andor, the Star Wars show. Okay. On Disney Plus. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't think it's getting enough attention because it's not like it's not like Obi Wan. It's not this big name Star Wars yeah. show. Okay. But I think it's the best Star Wars show they've done. So better than The Mandalorian? And it might be the best. Yes. Yes. Right. And it might be the best Star Wars thing they've done since Disney got Star Wars. Okay. I love it so much. 
I might have to check that out yep. then. Cool. Thank you for that recommendation, yep. Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. And you don't that what's cool about it too is that you don't even need to really have watched any other Star Wars to enjoy it. Like I've thought about having Coley sit down and watch oh. it with me because I think she would actually enjoy it. That's cool. It's just it's just the story of these like this rebellion, basically, how the rebellion starts and um not not how it starts, but how like just what it's actually like on the ground level and all the espionage that has to happen. Like Mon Mothma is a big character, um, and she's a really cool character. Um and shows her as a senator, how she was a senator, and now she's she has to like go behind the empire's back to kind of orchestrate these things, and she has to deal with shady characters that she doesn't want to really have to deal with. But you know, it's part of the deal. It's it's so fucking good. There's so it shows how like rebellion and revolution is not all black and white like the movies have always portrayed it to be um it's very much a lot of shades of gray and a lot of um good and bad on both sides um it's really good i have to check it out cool yep all right so i think you need to go um and i need to go too it's late i'm tired i'm gonna go to bed soon yeah well i guess that's a good time to end the show then isn't it Sure is. Well, it's been fun. Jeremy. It was a good conversation. Daniel? Yes, it was. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to, of course, we have a podcast. We will see you next time. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's really all I got to say. I don't know. All right. Check you later. Yeah. Bye. See you all. That was cool. I think that's a good. I think I think that was a good show. Yeah, that was fun. I've enjoyed the last two because there was really nothing I needed to edit out of either of them. <laughs>